Welcome back to Innovations of the Future. Today, your hosts are Cole, Christian, and Maverick. Now let's teleport in today's episode. Today's episode, we'll be talking about flying cars. Flying cars have been a scientific goal since the creation of auto and aero alike in the 1930s. We have spent decades scratching our heads to see if it is even possible that flying cars could ever be commonplace in our society. Now as we cross over into the new millennium, we are now at the brink of making it possible. Today we are investigating flying cars and, and we will talk of the energy needed to make these cars work, the environmental impact they will have on the planet, and their cost efficiency. We will also talk about some of the flying cars being created today. First off, Cole, what is a flying car? Uh, it looks like a plane. It definitely is a form of an aircraft, but given the name flying car, denotes it more like an automobile in terms of transportation service. In the simplest form, flying cars are really large sized versions of drones with the ability to transport goods and passengers as a service. Think of a drone, but much bigger, where you can ride inside. Now that we know what a flying car is, Cole, what's the history of the flying car? So the first uh, flying car ever to be created was the Curtis Autoplane in 1917 by Glenn Curtis, who could be called the father of the flying car. His aluminum autoplane sported three wings that spanned 40 feet. The car's motor drove a four-bladed propeller at the rear of the car. The autoplane never truly flew, but it did manage a few short hops. All right, so after the Curtis Autoplane, uh, what, was, what was created after that? So the Aerobile, developed by Waldo Waterman in 1937, was the next created car after that. It was a hybrid Studebaker aircraft, like the autoplane. It too had a propeller attached to the rear of the vehicle. The three-wheeled car was powered by a typical 100-horsepower Studebaker engine. The wings detached for storage, a lack of funding killed the product. Also, like another car that was created that was actually like a super cool car created by Robert Fulton was the Airphibian. Uh, he was a distant relative of the steam engine inventor, um, actually, which is very interesting. Uh, instead of adapting a car for flying, Fulton adapted a plane for the road. The wings and tail section of the plane could be removed to accommodate the road travel, and the, the propeller could be stored inside the plane's fuel. Now, when you say oh. now, we, now when you said separate um, the the propellers the propellers from you know from from the car, is like like actually be be able to like take take off and store them somewhere else? Yes, you could take them off for like storage reasons. So, like when you wanted to park the car, they would take off the uh, wings. Uh, it also it took only five minutes to convert the plane into a car, which is super cool. There's so, like, no what? You yeah. Mean? Oh, that's nothing. That's that's yeah. nothing at all. No. <laughs> It takes me longer to start my lawnmower than to <laughs> transition the wings on. All right, the, Air, the Airphibian was the first flying car to be certified by the Civil Aeronautics Administration. It had a 150 horsepower six-cylinder engine and could fly 120 miles per hour and drive at 50 miles per hour. Hmm. Despite his success, Fulton couldn't find a reliable financial banker for the Airphibian. Cool. The major question is, is how are these cars powered? So, uh, there's the heli cars. These are cars that are, they have blades like a helicopter to allow the vehicle to hover above the ground. And there's also hover bikes, which actually they're working on in Dubai right now for the police. Uh, these are more like motorcycles with flying blades. They have two in the front, two in the back. Uh, and then there's a, the flying car hybrid, turbine and helicopter blades combined. And they like the last one and the one that like most flying cars are created out of are uh, turbine powered. They have wings with a turbine in the back that propels the car into the air. Do you know the fictional author Ian Fleming? Yeah, I heard of him. He, 
He wrote yeah, the he James Bond novels. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. he kind of, in 1964, he kind of mainstreamed the flying car. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, even today, you hear about it, but you never really see them anywhere. So he kind of introduced it in, into that sci-fi realm and made it into something that people could see in their hands. I mean, I mean, th- I mean the thing is that, is that what people didn't know, didn't, didn't know right then is that, is that the sci-fi wasn't even sci-fi at all at the time. Yes. People didn't even know. Yeah. Have we decided on uh, giving up on making flying cars or are we still making them today? No, I, no actually, um, you know... You know, just like you know, just like in flying back in you know, back 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 in the '60s, people are still not people are still not aware that you know that, that flying cars are you know are, are still being produced. Uh, as it just as it just so as it just so happens, um, there are there are probably about dozens of models of of, of, of flying of flying cars made you know made made today, and and in uh, and in like the north in like North America, there are there are actually four four types being being made. What are the four types being made? So there's a so there's a kind called called the Pal V Liberty. Um, it is a it is a uh, helicopter like flying car that that requires a that requires a dual engine. It can it can drive 160 miles an hour and can it, it can it can fly it can fly 100, 140 kilometers per hour. Um, there's the there's the other one called called the called the Terrafugia, um, who can you know, that they can actually uh, drive. A range of, of 400 miles and it can go at a average speed of 100 miles miles per hour um, it requires it requires an it requires several different engines to, to do this um, an engine wrote an engine rotax 912 is with a four-cylinder fuel injected 200 tbo um, and in a hybrid in a hybrid electric motor internal combustion engine with lithium iron phosphate battery for drive mode and the in the final in the final one and you know in the final one being being made in the u.s is uh, the Maverick, Todd? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is. The Maverick is the probably, is probably the cheapest one you will you will ever see being made. Um, it's uh, it's average cost is ninety four grand. Wow. And that's before they start max uh, mass producing them. So the oh, they, just oh, they've actually all already started started mass producing these. They but, have. but these but these cars are not you know are not are not really made for you know for more like more like com- like more commonplace society. These are these are really really more made for like for like recreational purposes. Um, is that why we don't see them today? Exactly. You see you see them more you see them more in like you see them more in like southern America. Have you seen Dubai's uh, test they've done on their like drone taxis? I have not. They're sending them up to like high executives helicopter pads, mm-hmm. and they can go from top of a roof of a building to another one. That that kind of reminds me of this of this Japanese mod model that I, that I was learning that I was um, reading about. Um, it, it never gave it never gave a name about about what this, about what this car car was. It didn't really really give them that, that much information about it. So I can't really go go much in, go much in detail about this model. But but these are but I think but I think in, in terms of like structure, I think I think that's a good way to start a flying car. But, you know, based based on how based on how like this flying car you know unlike unlike the other cars. Cars that we are that we'll be talk, talking about. Yeah. This this one this one actually only only requires hovering to get off the ground, but uh, but all these other cars re- require some sort of runway. Mm-hmm. So how is this going to work? With everyone starts getting flying cars, and is there just going to be like a runway at Walmart? No, that no that that's a thing. Um, first. The mat, well, the Terrafugia. Yes. Now, of now of all the cars that I that I've done that I've done research for, the Terrafugia is the less li- likely that will that will come into place. 
Um, it requires a fifteen hundred hundred meter meter uh, run runway, and you yeah. and you need and you need to go to your local air, airport to even get off the ground. Right, and that wouldn't work in today's society if you yeah. wanted to use flying cars like normal right. cars because if it took like that much distance to get distance to get off the ground, it would cause so many issues in transportation. Yeah. To, and you couldn't build your own because it's so expensive, anyways. Yeah, right. I mean, I mean, but I mean, not besides that. I mean, can you just? I mean, can, can you just imagine? I mean, I mean, would it be like just just to go to airport and then and then having to share a road with a plane? Right. Really? Yeah. We're not even thinking about the biggest problem. Where are you gonna go? You have to. I mean, <laughs> no. Like after you land, you have to find another airport to land at, and then you have to go get a car there or a taxi to take you to the position you're trying to go. And that's and that's what makes it so complicated. That makes it so so complicated. And so and so that so that is why the terrafugi, in my opinion, will never will never be be commonplace. That and that and plus some other things. But I'll get back to that later. Hey Christian, we heard like about those three cars you told us about. What was that fourth one you were talking about? So of all, so of all the flying, so of all the flying cars in, in, in the world, this this next one is, is probably is probably the most well well known. If anyone know, knows about flying cars at all, it's called the Aeromobile 4.0. It is it is much much like all the other vehicles. Um, it, it you know it requires an it requires an internal combustion engine. Although although it has you know twice the, the amount of horsepower, it requires a three hundred it requires three hundred horsepower. And it and it has an and it can fly at an altitude of two hundred seventy kilometers and drive a total distance of seven hundred kilometers in the air. So when am I going to be able to order a, a flying flying DeLorean? Well, probably not for another five years. <laughs> according, you know, according to that, that's really yeah. not that long if you think about it. No, no. I mean, hey, I mean, we've been I mean, we've been trying to produce these car cars for over a century now. I mean, and we're and we're just and we're just at that brink of of. Of being able to actually bring bring these in, in, into fruition, I mean, technology has changed so much in the last in the last twenty years. Heck, you know, I mean, do you remember when? I mean, do you remember when when getting a tozer was a big deal? Right. I mean, <laughs> and now I mean, and that was like over, over like 30, 40 years ago. Now we're talking about flying cars. cars yeah, forty thousand dollars more than a regular car, right. which in the big scheme of it's not that much. I guess I, mean, I guess not, but uh, the Terra Fugia cost cost like five hundred. 500 400 grand yeah that's oh. for you i don't have that kind of money no i don't <laughs> i'm not that rich <laughs> well, how are these flying cars uh powered today what like what type of engine gets these bad boys off the ground well it really depends on, on, on the car really um but for most of the cars but most of the flying cars created created today most mostly rely on an internal combustion engine now but the problem with the with the internal combustion engine is that is that they're not is that they're not really energy efficient if you're, if you're if you're using if you're using gas, but if you but if you're using like like diesel fuel, you know, in, you know, internal combustion en engine, then then those usually give give off less give off like fifty percent less gas emissions. Um, let's see, like other engines, you know, you know that you know the car that you know that cars use, um, like they use like a Rotax engine, like like a Rotax nine nine one two engine, um. It's it has a shorter take you know shorter like takeoff run. Um, it is uh it is more of like steeper climb rate and it has best flight flight range and uh and an easier operations. Cause this is the big problem. Like if we're gonna get into the environment a little bit, is that <clears throat> where people are using flying cars is to get past of course traffic. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you guys know this, but if a car gets below forty five miles per hour, the emissions increase. Yes. So. I can see this because the average car in the United States miles per gallon is twenty four point nine. Mm -hmm. You and then you start lowering that, and that's I feel like that's a huge problem because one fifth of the U.S.'s emissions is from cars, 
right now. Mm-hmm. So do you think flying cars can help solve that problem? No, I think it, I, actually I think it can make the I think that can make the problem worse. <laughs> um, you know, because one of the reasons why why I said that Terrafugia transition was probably one of the worst cars cars to put on the market was was is is, is because it doesn't require just one engine. It requires three. It, it requires it requires a Rotax nine one two sport engine. It requires a, an internal gas combustion engine, and it requires an iron lithium phosphate battery, which which productions for the for the for the specific bat- batteries would actually cause more would actually cause more air air pollution than actual operation. Cool. I've no, I know that you did some research into this. What's your environmental impact intake on this? What do you think? Uh, so for environmental impact, uh, these flying cars will produce. Far fewer greenhouse gas emissions than traditional cars. Mm-hmm. Flying electric cars would have 35% lower greenhouse gas emissions than traditional cars. When carrying one pilot for 100 kilometers or about 62 miles, flying electric cars fared worse in comparison with battery electric vehicles. They would have 38% higher greenhouse gas emissions than electric vehicles when carrying one pilot and just 6% lower emissions uh, than electric vehicles when carrying a pilot and three passengers. Flying cars wouldn't necessarily be more sustainable on a short commute compared with electric vehicles, but they would be a good sustainable alternative for longer trips. This is because it takes the most power to start and land flying cars. Like, I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, the biggest issue with flying, or one of the biggest issues with like the energy of flying cars right now is it takes so much power to get the car hovering up in the air and landing and it takes more energy to do that to do that than just to drive like straight right and and it's, and it's like and it's like what, what, what we talked about just what we talked about you know so many times before you know just in just in, in class it's like you know we don't have an unlimited supply of, of you know of energy mm-hmm. and and the, and the more and the more energy we burn you know the you know the less you know the less light lefty we will be in mass productions of, of, of these cars so these are just creating more and more problems energy-wise. But what if uh, lots of people were riding the car? Let's say you had 30 people in this flying car, almost like an airplane, but flying car, like a taxi service or something. Would that, wouldn't that be better for energy emissions because of the amount of people in the car? Like the flying school bus. <laughs> so there's no such thing as, as, a, flying, as a flying school bus, school bus yes, or at least, or at least, I don't, at least something I don't know about yet. Um, <laughs> But but for a lot of the flying cars that I, that I have seen, they you know they hold they hold a max of two people. But the but the prop but the problem is was that is that being is that having those those people that those two people alone, you know would you would still require like fit, like twice as like twice as much energy to to pull the car off, off the ground than than just than just the car on its own. So so still like a tech so. Be, so having a flying taxi taxi service is is just worse than just having a flying car in general. Because it uh, it takes so much power to lift those people off the ground. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I mm-hmm. now I understand that. So we're doing a lot of arguing. Is there a happy medium car that fits the aspect of not using much energy but still being able to fly? Yes. There is. Yes, there is. There is one. There is one car I mentioned earlier called the Maverick. The Ma- you know, the Maverick is a, you know is a very simple flying flying car that that still that still requires gas gas internal combustion and and to fly. But the guy, but the person who who invented this car, you know, was was really well, well aware of the environmental Im- impact because because he was because he was making these cars specifically to fly to fly in the forest. 
So, so what? So what he did when you know was to was to save you know energy was to save en energy, um, was was to was to make was to make sure that that the flying car was being flown was being flown by other means, and that and that other, and that other means was was flying by parachute. And and the, and what I, and what I like about it is is that is that you can actually fly for fly for three hours in in, in the air with only seventeen gallons of gas. Did you read the reviews online about the Maverick? Yes. There was about 15 girls that said the Maverick was the best ride they ever had in their life. Oh, I, don't blame them. I don't blame them. <laughs> now that we're concluding, like, what is, uh, is this actually a possibility? Could there really be flying cars? Like, what do you think, uh, Christian? I think it is possible, but I don't, but I don't think right, I don't think right now or in the next 20, 20 years we should have them. Um, and we have come, we have come on a, a long way since, since since the last century, and now and now also and now also we are we are coming in, into into that era where we're actually experimenting with electrical power to you know, you know, power these cars, and now and, and those actually give give off um, less less gas less, give off like less pollution, which is more which is more environmentally safe and more more fuel efficient. Maverick, what do you uh, think about flying cars uh, becoming a reality? I agree with Christian. Let's wait a little bit, do more research. Yeah. And I don't think we should make it like a residential item yet. Keep it, keep it to the higher ups, keep it to the people that know what they're doing right now. And let's not destroy the environment any more than we are right now. What do you think? I, we're just simply like this, we're just not ready for it right now. We have uh, so much new technology coming in with things like the Tesla truck. Mm -hmm. Oh, and other yeah. things and that all, like we are still trying to perfect uh cars on the ground how can we uh put a car in the air if we are still trying to perfect the car on the ground i think i think that is the reason why why they even they haven't come come out with the cars yet yeah i agree i just wanted to say uh thank you guys for coming today i uh, hope you guys enjoyed your time here and uh listening to our next episode appreciate it give us a follow Yep, 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 yep,